and greetings to you all and Hari Bol from Sadhu Bhavan. Camp Sadhu Bhavan. Srila Prabhupada used to uh, refer to the place wherever he was when he was uh, when he wrote a letter at least in the early days he would identify the place with the word camp you know sort of like uh, we're just camped out here for some time and moving on it can also be a, a sort of a military expression I think so here we are at Camp Sadhu Bhavan. And uh, for the moment, the sun is shining. Just as I said that, the sun went behind a cloud. <laughs> okay. Nama Om Vishnupadaya. Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Sadasvate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Vancha kalpatarubhyascha kripa sindubhya evacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo nama He Krishna karuna sindhu dinabandhu jagatpate gopesha gopika kantaradha Kanta namostute, tapta kanchana gorangi, radhe brindavaneshvari, rishabhanu sute devi, pranamami hari priye. Namasreshtam manamapi satchiputram atrasarupam, rupam tasyagajamurupurim, Goshtavim, Goshtavim, Goshtavatim, Radha Kundam, Girivaramaho Radhika Madhavasam, Prapto Yasya, Pratita Kripaya Sri Gurung Tangnatosmi. I bow down to the beautiful lotus feet of my spiritual master by whose causes mercy. I have obtained the supreme holy name, the divine mantra, the service of the son of Shachimata, the association of Srila Swarup Damodara, Rupa Goswami, and his older brother Sanatan Goswami, the supreme abode of Mathura, the blissful abode of Vrindavan, Divine Radha Kunda and Govardhan Hill and the desire within my heart for the loving service of Sri Radhika and Madhava in Vrindavan. Mm -hmm. 
Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadhadhar Shri Vasadi Gauravaktarinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Today we are going to sing another song from Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Sharanagati, uh, part four, I believe. Uh, the Lord as protector of Asherakshibe Krishna Vishvas Palana. And then we'll see if anyone has any show and tell. I think we could also see if anyone has some question uh, we could discuss. And um, I'm thinking, but I'm also worried about translation, to read, maybe I'll just read one or two verses from Kalakanta Prabhu from his Nice book of poems glorifying Srila Prabhupada. And we also have today, um, I hope it's happening, we have another surprise guest visitor. Guest visitor? A surprise guest. A visitor. <laughs> A surprise. <laughs> And depending uh, how much time will be there uh, before or after or both, uh, we may continue to discuss uh, the nature of the Holy Dham and possibly pastimes related to the Holy Dham. I just got a uh, message two days ago. Uh, there's going to be another conference uh, of this group who are studying as an academic uh, practice, studying pilgrimage. And uh, the one I was I took part in in April. So I'm being invited to attend that. That's going to happen one day in December. So it has me thinking again about <laughs> the subject that we've, we're discussing, but I have to think uh, how to say something on the, shall we say, academic side. But uh, it's a very easygoing group, I have to say. <laughs> and uh, they just want a very short report from everyone about sort of progress in research. Okay, so we'll think of something to say. I'm, I'm thinking about uh, the subject of the connection between um, renunciation and pilgrimage, and specifically in our 
literature, narratives, stories, accounts of um, devotees who in a some way or another state of renunciation, um, formal or otherwise, are practicing, are going on some pilgrimage. Um, yeah, like Srinivas Acharya uh, visiting Vrindavan, being guided by Raghava Pandit. Uh, or in the Mahabharata, there's Vidura. Mm. An interesting case is Balaram. Uh, Balaram is not, uh, he's not a sannyasi, but he goes on pilgrimage mm, during the Battle of Kurukshetra because he, he wants to take a neutral position. Uh, he has friends on both sides of the battle, so he decides best thing is to remove himself. Mm. Yeah, and I'm thinking about the idea of digvijay. A digvijay, literally uh, conquering the directions, is something that um, devotees do. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he goes to South India, mm, meets all these people, different kinds and uh, we can say this is a kind of a dikvijay journey. Anyway, these thoughts are there. Okay, here we go. This is uh, song number... Which song number? This is song number two of Avasharakshibe or Rakhibe, Krishna Vishvasa Palana and... Uh, in a very mystical way, this harmonium decided to work again, at least up until five minutes ago. Uh, because when we asked Akhilatmananda Prabhu to check the harmonium last week after it didn't work, he came and he looked at it, and it worked again. Mystic power, harmonium repair, mystic power. Tumi to mari bejare, ketare raki te pare, ichabasa tribuvana. Tumi to mari bejare, ketare raki te pare, itchabasha tribuvana. Brahma adi devagan, tavadasa aganan, kore tava. Agyarapada Brahma Adi Devagana Tavadasa Aganana Kore Tava 
Who can protect that person whom you wish 
to slay. <laughs> Tumito maribe jare. You, <clears throat> you wish to, to slay maribe to kill, will kill, <clears throat> or may kill. Ke tare rakite pare. Who can protect raksh, raksha? Who can protect rakite? Uh, from that, icha vasa. <clears throat> the three worlds are obedient to your will. Icha, I think we had this word means means desire, but it seems to have more the sense of will, the divine will. Vasa means force, the force of the desire of the Lord. <clears throat> the gods headed by Brahma. Brahma, Adi, Devagana, <clears throat> Tavadasa, Aganana. They are your countless servants. Ganana is uh, count, counting. Aganana cannot be counted. Kore, Tava, Agyar, Palana. They stand ready to execute your Agya, your order. <clears throat> Tava ichamate jata grahagana avirata. By your will, the planets, uh, the word graha is interesting. It means uh, planet, and it also means uh, cr crocodile. And um, it has to do with biting and grasping. Um, so graha, we have the word anugraha, um, literally following grasping. It has uh, the sense of mercy. <clears throat> graha gana, all the grahas, all the, all the planets, tava icha mate jata, they go by your will. <clears throat> mm. Shuba ashuba pala koredan. We're always uh, wanting to know what is the future, and we go to the astrologer, and the astrologer looks at the planets, and from the planets we get maybe some indications. Um, and here, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is saying, well, that's all fine, but actually all the planets are under the order of, uh, of Krishna. <laughs> the auspicious and inauspiciousness of the planets, that's really all uh, determined by the Lord. Roga shoga mriti boy, illness, grief, death, fear. Tava icha mate. They're all uh, simply by your will. Tava agya sada balavan. Your command is all powerful. Balavan, of course, means powerful. Sada always. Tava agya, your order. Third verse in fear of you, the wind blows. And the sun, moon, and all others perform their allotted 
duties. Tava boye vayu boy. The air blows out of fear of you, Tava boye. Chandra surya sam udoy. The sun and the moon, they, they rise. Svasva niyamita karja kore, and everyone does their own niyamas, their own regulations, uh, according to your your will. Tumito parameshvar, parabrahma paratpar, tavabhasa, bhakata antare. You're the Supreme Lord, the Supreme Spirit, the Supreme above all, paratpara. Uh, your residence is in the heart of your loving devotee. Tava Basa, Basa residence, Bhakata Antare. Uh, and this comes frequently with Bhaktivinoda Thakur. We get, in order to have the rhythm of the song, instead of Bhakta, it becomes Bhakata. Uh, antare within the bhakta. Then you are eternally pure, sada shudha. All your desires are fulfilled, siddha kama. Your name is bhaktavatsala, bhaktavatsala nama. For you are very affectionate to the Vaishnavas. Bhakata Janir Nitya Swami. Swami can mean Lord, Master, but it has the sense also, especially in South India, I believe, of uh, husband, <laughs> which is interesting because the sannyasis go by the name Swami. But here, Nitya Swami is. Uh, one who is always affectionate, caring. Tumito Raki Bejari, you are the eternal Lord of your loving devotees. Ke Tare Marite Pari, let's see. You can slay that person whom you wish, who can slay that person whom you wish to protect? Ke is the question word, who? Tare marite pare. Marite, who would be able to, pare, I think, would be able to, to kill you? Or who would, sorry, who can slay that person? Who can kill that person whom you wish to protect? Shokal vidhir vidhi tumi. Uh, you are the law of all laws. And here he's translating the word vidhi. Vidhi means generally rules of uh, what you should do in, uh, well, in devotional practice. So we have vaidhi sadhana bhakti. Vidhi uh, is a rule, a regulation. And maybe if we say in a more strong sense, law. So you are the law of laws. Vid here, vid he. Uh, and finally, Tomar Chorane Nata. Uh, 
Koriache Pranipata Bhaktivi Nod Tavadas. O Lord, your eternal servant Bhaktivi Nod has bowed down at your lotus feet. Koriache Pranipata. Uh, we have in Bhagavad Gita Tatbithi Pranipatena Pariprachnena Sevaya. The three things we do in approaching the Guru. Here Bhaktivinoda is approaching the Lord, Pranipata, um, and he says, Bhaktivinod Tavadas, I am your servant. And then he addresses the Lord as Swami, Vipada Hoite Swami, Avashyatahare Tumi, Rakive Tahar E Bishvas. O Master, he, Bhaktivinod, speaking of himself in the third person, cherishes the faith, the Vishvasa, that you will surely protect him. Surely is avasya, and protect, rakshibe, will protect, uh, from all dangers. Mm. Vipada hoite, from vipada. Vipada means dangers. Pada, padam, padam, yat, vipadam. So another uh, song expressing conviction. Since the Lord is all-powerful, since the Lord is, mm, since the will of the Lord is fulfilled in all cases, therefore uh, he is the person to take shelter of and to be confident of uh, that he will protect. And of course the question comes, will he really protect against uh, so many dangers in this world? And well, we can say the Lord uh, has all the power to protect us in this world, and if it is his will that we be not protected at some time in this world, uh, then in any case we will be protected. Our ourselves, our eternal, um, our eternal selves, the real self, will be ever protected by the Lord, and therefore there is no. No cause for fear. And as for auspiciousness and inauspiciousness, we talked about this, I think, uh, some weeks ago. Dvayite badra badragyan shabmanodharm. Badra and abadra is the same as shuba and ashuba. E balo e manda e shabram. The idea that something is auspicious and something is inauspicious is actually a mistake. <laughs> um, it's a mistake because we're not taking account of 
who is determining what is auspicious and what is inauspicious. And of course, for a devotee, every moment is favorable for devotional service. Hare Krishna, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur Ki Jai. Okay, so let's see. Do we have anyone showing and telling today? Yes, Guru Maharaj, we have Mataji Sugopi Tungavidya and then Ramananda Gopal Prabhu. Okay. Sugopi Tungavidya Mataji, can you unmute, please? And Hare Krishna, everyone. Yes, like uh, we have been Hare thinking Krishna. about. Yes, Hare Krishna. We have been thinking about Vrindavan Dham since like for quite some time, and uh, as the Kartik month is soon approaching, so I was going through this book uh, for last few months. Uh, sorry, weeks. Uh, Sri Raja Niti Chintamani by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakura. Mm. And uh, it's a book of poem, uh, completely dedicated to Raja. So I selected few verses to recite uh, from chapter one. And uh, yeah, what I find in this book, like in this first chapter, he's uh, considering Vrindavan to be quite opulent. I could relate it to Gokula, uh, Goloka, in fact. Uh, so yeah, as I uh, should I start reciting? Yeah, just one thing. Please try to, for our translators, to be merciful with our translators. <laughs> try to read yeah. slowly. <clears throat> yeah. Yallokariti shruti pite matral Lokatara natma nubhave pramodam Mukteva Mukta Sprihayanti Asye Tam Krishna Leela Rajabhumim Ide. I praise the land of Raja where Krishna performs his pastimes, liberated souls upon hearing the descriptions of that place and its inhabitants give up the joy of realizing extraordinary Brahman and desire this place. Kavyam kave kavyataya prasidham kavasya kavyam chayato api kavyam tadeva kavyam mama kavya kavyam vrajeka kavyam paramastu kavyam May I able to write excellent verses describing only Raja since such verses are the only poetry the poet's verses become famous by poetic skill and become the essence of poetry when they concern Raja. Vaikuntha Kotyas Chita Asatelam Brahmanda Kotyo Apichito Chitopi Sarvatra Vrindavanam Metateva Yathasa Krishna Pulinas what is the value of millions and millions of Vaikunthas and millions and millions of universes? Everything exists in Vrindavan 
just as Krishna expands himself personally to be with each cowherd boy while eating lunch on the bank of the Yamuna. Itam dhani bhuta chite karupam vrindavanam yatra vasanti sarve Shri Krishna lila parivara rupa yatheva Krishna satatheva tepi this Vrindavana is a form of condensed knowledge the associates in Krishna's pastimes reside there just as Krishna resides there. Sarvotamanam by the power of devotion to the Lord, the best devotees think themselves to be the lowest. I see this attitude directly in the people of Raja, who though the best persons to be worshipped by all spiritual persons, think themselves to be material beings. Controlled by them, because of their humility, he constantly plays with them in Raja with unlimited manifestations, filled with the highest, most intimate rasas, which produce the greatest sweetness. Vrindavanam gokuladhama ghoshtam vrajam janamni shubhani asya tatiya lokiyam achintya krithyam vanchami kinchidyayayetesham by the mercy of the inhabitants of Raja, I desire to describe, know and attain to a small degree, this place called Rindavana, Gokula or Raja, the people residing there, their inconceivable activities. The devotees speak of Nandishwara, the topmost place unsurpassed in splendor and considered to be Shiva himself where the place of Nanda is situated. Prachyam griham tatrisham evayatra Prachyam sayasyantara prakoshthe Svaputra bhatraya nijeshtha devam Narayanam sevate vananda On the eastern side is a building like Krishna's with a courtyard on the east on its eastern side, there Nanda worships Narayana, his deity, for the welfare of his son.
प्राणाय स्वभावा प्रेमा प्रेम जानती परम स्वबंधु लोकात्तरा लोकवतेवतम in raja the people endowed with natural pure love see the supreme lord as their friend out of prema though they are in the highest position they see krishna and themselves to be ordinary people is this not surprising गुणातुते प्रकटाधर्मशून्यादोषापीस्यूरसा everything in raja is astonishing the three gunas become devoid of material pride shri krishna pitre pitri bhava bhavam jananti sarve svapitri svabhavam shri nanda rajam brajamadhya rajam satek roopam satek roopam all understand that nanda acts affectionately as father of krishna and as the king of raja acts as their father as well he has one nature and one form eternally yasya sti gehe sahadharma charini chitakalpavalli vas sharira dharini ज्वेल स्वयं भगवान एस फ्रूट फॉर्चुनेटाइम्सेंगेजेंशियल सर्विस subala ujwala and others are like sakhis they are completely pure and engaged in seeing madhurya rasa tasham shriha sadguna ratna are there are there are there many many more verses Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I think we got the the general the general mood which is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's 
It's interesting to think that uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, who would have been in Vrindavan in the uh, 17th century, uh, I'd have to check, maybe early uh, 18th century, is uh, some distance in time from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, but and how much time he lived in Vrindavan uh, would be interesting to know. And I thought it's also interesting that how much he's praising the residents of Vrindavan. We talked about this last week with uh, His Holiness uh, Sachinandan Swami, how he's uh, emphasizing the the uh, the special tattva, the special character of the residents of Vrindavan. Also, it meant, uh, there was one l line you read that said Vrindavan is uh, like is condensed knowledge, and I thought that's interesting. A place becomes condensed knowledge. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and then you said uh, Ramananda Gopal. Is he there? Maybe not. They're in the midst of a festival at Singhachalam. Uh, they're having a Ram, I guess it's a Ram Vijaya festival, <laughs> since tomorrow is Ram Chandra Vijaya Mahotsava, and they've been having lots of uh, festivities. His Holiness Sachinanan Swami is there. His Holiness Kadamba Kanana Swami is there. And uh, I think not a big number of devotees, but uh, they're, they're having yeah, lots of yagyas and whatnot. So maybe he was going to report on that. But alas... Oh, I hear something. Anybody home? <laughs> Ramananda Gopal Prabhu is gone. I think he's not in the meeting at the moment. Yeah. I'm here. Oh, you're here. Oh, Hare Krishna Prabhu, Hare Krishna. Okay. Hare Krishna. I think the internet is a little bit unstable in Simhachalam, like always. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, Hare Krishna. Uh, dear Guru Maharaj and dear devotees, I would like to give some updates what, uh, what's going on at Simhachalam. I sent already something around in the disciple WhatsApp group. 
um, we have a special festival this weekend. And first of all, I uh, admit also my obeisances, all the obeisances of Amara Prabhu for Guru Maharaj. And uh, we have uh, Amara Prabhu here because of a special reason. We have this. Uh, no, uh, oh, and there's also somebody joining in as well. <laughs> oh, Munindra gone. Um, yeah, we have a special festival because since many years, maybe Gurmach is aware of it, since many years our Lakshmi Devi at the at the temple is, uh, she is a little bit shaking in her socket. Say like that. She's a little bit um, unstable and this goes on for many years and uh, we She is talk. known as Chanchala. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> Amara was always concerned and said, oh, you know, this is not good and should not be. And also this place is a little bit unstable of the female energy, <laughs> as he put it. And, uh, you know, Simachalam a little bit better, maybe, uh, yeah, can say something about that. But he thought it's really, it's really needed that uh, she is stabilized. So we, um, yesterday, basically, we moved her her energy out of the deity and moved it in a pot and this was done all in a very uh, elaborate ceremony all overseen by Amara Prabhu and then she is uh, prepared by Govinda Dev and Goku Ranjana Prabhu and uh, today we will get her back it's not so easy to to repair her but we, we, we uh, hope that uh, this everything will go well and um, then tomorrow she will be in the morning she will be basically reinstalled from the pot where she is right now she will be reinstalled into the deity and this was uh, how, how she was installed in the pot and will be reinstalled this was very interesting because she is bound with kusha cross to the pot and we thought like it's like you know and now in modern connection it's like a like a like a usb cable <laughs> so she goes through the through the cable and um it's the, this this cable is done with kusha cross so everything is done by kusha cross in ancient times that was the usb and uh yeah this will be hopefully done all tomorrow and then we have tomorrow another very special festival. Most of you probably know tomorrow is Ram Vichai festival. This is the, the festival where Lord Ramachandra was victorious over the demon uh, Ravana. And also this is the day where the Pandavas, they took up the weapons again after they were in exile. This was the day they selected or, you know, to, to go back to the tree where they, hided the weapons and took up the weapons again. So they again went into the fighting spirit. And uh, for the for the uh, community of devotees, that would be for us also that we say, okay, this is a sign what we what we put in this difficult times that um, we want to support the positive energy to be victorious over whatever comes around. And so therefore, we ask everybody, first of all, to give blessings that we can continue with this festival um, very good, especially with the transformation of Lakshmi Devi or to repair her. 
reinstall her and uh, really make then a difference. And also tomorrow, everybody can join in with the festival. It's we do many, many homas. We have to do lots of chapa. I still in my, in my Nam chapa because I was in the morning on the altar. And then we have to do Mula chapa for Lakshmi Devi and Gayatri chapas. So this will be quite a process what we all do. And we have to, for example, we have to chant 10,000 times the Mula, the Mula mantra of Lakshmi Devi and is divided into six devotees. So we all have to. We all have to, to oh, Charles, one second, one second, one second. Okay, my time, as you can see, is also in other, is always in other tension also <laughs> divided in different fields. So yeah, we ask you for blessings and I sent also the schedule in the um, Gurmach Disciple Group. So whoever want to join in, it's uh, going on on YouTube, simhachlam.de, yeah. Please join in, give your blessings, and uh, yeah, in this way we can all make this an an, an uh, effort for all of us. And we have also the, the good fortune that His Holiness Karamakaraswami, he is here already for hmm, maybe one month or something like that. He came over from Radhadesh and stay here till um, Govardhan Puja, and also joined just for the festival His Holiness Sachinanda Maharaj who's also here. So, yeah, Gurmach, we would have very, very happily also have you here, but it's not so easy and we don't know how long we can be still open for the public, this temple. Let I mean, for, you know, we don't know when is the next section. We already, our area becomes already orange. <laughs> what means, you know, we don't know, but it's still, it's still in, in the festival is still happening and we have quite some devotees here who uh, came over here. So, yeah, please give us all your blessings that we can continue mm -hmm. with this very important ceremony. Thank you for this report. Singachalam Dam Ki Jai. Jai. Shi Prahlad Lakshmi Nursingadev Ki Jai. <laughs> and all the best for the reinstallation of Lakshmi Devi. Yeah. That she becomes less uh, chanchala. Chanchala, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I've been, I, I was um, attending from a distance uh, yesterday, Sachinanand Swami's. Bhagavatam class and this oh. morning Kadamba Kanana Swami's class. So, wow. Anyway, some way, some connection. <laughs> they will be very happy to hear this. Okay. So, sorry if I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably have to get out of the meeting. I always try to listen to it later on. This Saturday yeah, is not always yes. the best. Understandable. Yeah. Okay, but thank you for visiting. No, thank you for yeah for giving blessings. Hari 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 Bol. Hari Um, Dharma Gopta is our guest yet with us? Yes, yes, our guest speaker is with us. Chokirain. 
Geh rein. Aber was soll ich da machen? Mama ist drin, Frau Sie. Um, Ramen and uh, if you can, yes, turn that off. Okay. And um, I'm not yet seeing our guest. Hare Krishna. Oh, there he is. <clears throat> Chandramali Swami Maharaj Ki Jai. Samaveda Bhakta Vindaki Jai. All glories to the Vaishnavas. Hare Krishna. Thank you for joining us. Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha. Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Paditanam Pavanebhyo. Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha. I feel like I entered into a very August assembly. I feel like a little... Mouth. No, this is, this is an October assembly. Okay. <laughs> I'm behind the times. <laughs> how, how is your health, Maharaj? Um, well, all the symptoms that were there two weeks ago are gone. Oh, okay. That's good. Fever is gone. Uh, appetite is again strong. Um, some tiredness, but uh, it appears that uh, I've gotten through it. But I still, I still need to go for a test, which is coming up on Wednesday. So uh, we'll see whether. Well, well, it sounds like all good news. Glad to hear that you're through the worst of it. Yeah, it appears to be like uh, <clears throat> something that wasn't as bad as it appeared to be in the beginning, but now it seems to be just, you know, once in a while there's some congestion, but other than that, I'm still chanting and... <laughs> <laughs> Still chanting, trying to dance. There's not much to dance to here except for the kirtan. <laughs> um, Maharaj, let me just say a couple of words to introduce you, because although most devotees present uh, surely know you very well, uh, I think there may be some who don't know you, and... Uh, so I want to say that His, His Holiness Chandramali Swami is, yeah, one of the, I would say, pioneers of Srila Prabhupada's mission in America, especially. Somehow I always associate you in my mind with two places. One is Nuvrindavan and the other is Chicago. Um, you spent quite a lot of time, I think, in Nuvrindavan in the early days. Maybe you can tell us when you first uh, were, were there. Um, my first visit to Nuvrindavan was in uh, March of 1973. Uh -huh. And uh, I can't even remember what it was that brought me there at the time. Oh, yes, yes. I had uh, met uh, one of our dear God brothers, also a sannyasi, Devamrita Swami, 
in New York, in the New York Temple in Brooklyn. And in our discussion, he mentioned about this farm community and I got a little curious thinking, hmm, I'd like to try spiritual life in a more uh, rural environment, more stars, more fresh air, <laughs> <laughs> more animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I was inspired by his, uh, you know, enthusiasm about moving down. And so I went. Uh-huh. And then uh, I went by myself and I wound up taking a bus overnight from New York Port Authority and winding <laughs> up in New Vrindavan early the next morning. <laughs> and that was the beginning. That was, yeah, that was March. I can actually remember the date. It was March, uh, I believe it was March 18th. Yeah, 1973. Oh, you're... March 25th, that's right. March 25th, 1973. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. You can tell ac exact dates of things. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting names. I'm not so good with names, but numbers somehow or other stick with me for something for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> now, as I remember, uh, I you have told how. Before you joined the devotees, you were in the U.S. Army, and you were in Vietnam, isn't it? I spent uh, almost three years in the Army from 1966 through June of 1969. I joined September 66, and I got out three months early on a special arrangement. So you actually joined. You didn't, um, you weren't drafted. You enlisted. That's a, that's a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I got, up to you. I got fooled. I got fooled. Oh. Yeah, the draft was on. So I thought, well, to avoid going to Vietnam, I'll just join, and that way I'll get more opportunities to choose where, where I can go and what I can learn. Uh -huh. And once I joined, they said, you're now our property, and <laughs> so there's no independence. So they sent me to Vietnam. <laughs> exactly the opposite of what you wanted. Yeah, it was, uh, I got fooled. Uh, most um, most Devoting people at that time were finding ways to beat the draft, but I thought I could do it by joining, <laughs> so it didn't work. <laughs> uh, just one second, I see Daitiesha, it looks like you're having trouble hearing for translating. Are you okay? Well, I only see you moving now, but I guess you're okay. <laughs> Okay, and then uh, what well, you were repairing helicopters or something in Vietnam? For the first year, I was a mechanic, in the, in the less in the less volatile area of the war, a place 
in the south that was somewhat free from the main fighting. And uh, I stayed there for one year. But then when I came back after one year, uh, to the chagrin of my parents, they uh, <clears throat> learned that I decided to go back for an extra six months. You decided. Because, <laughs> again, uh, it was... It was concessionary that if you go for, if you extend for six months in Vietnam, you can get an early out of the army. Oh, I see. Three months off by going back, which wasn't really an intelligent decision when I look back at it. <laughs> so, sometime, somehow I made it though. <laughs> And then for the second six months, that's when I was, uh, what they say, a, uh, they call it a, a door gunner on a helicopter. Oh, okay. You were actually in the helicopter, not repairing. <clears throat> yeah. I was on the helicopter as a, they call it door gunner. And it was these helicopters, which are, meant for bringing troops in and out of areas and supplies. So it was a non-combatant helicopter. These big banana shapes? Yeah. yeah. They call them Chinooks. Yeah. We also crashed when we were there. So that's another story. <laughs> so your realization from all of that was... Join the Hare Krishnas? Um, well, it actually was a stepping stone to, do, to theism for me because although I was brought up in a strict Roman Catholic family, my father was practically good friends with all the priests in the local church and very devout in all his worship. At one point, I became somewhat of an atheist and kind of rejected the idea of God on the principle of philosophy. I started to get into philosophical atheism and started to believe that it was the actual, you know, understanding. When I was in Vietnam, <clears throat> when we had our helicopter crash, when we were losing altitude and going down fast, I did something which surprised me still under the illusion of atheism, I called out to God and asked for his help when I was crashing. And I kind of surprised myself at the same time when I did it, because uh, <laughs> something that just came, you know, naturally, involuntarily. So after that, I started to reconsider my beliefs and that brought me more back to the whole idea of theism again. They say there are no atheists in foxholes. <laughs> you know it's that a, expression. It's a truism. <laughs> <laughs> so you had direct experience of that, except not in a foxhole exactly, but in a, uh, in, a in a helicopter falling out of the sky. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, well, one way or the other, you got to get to Krishna consciousness. So I guess I had to do it the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was soon after you you uh, were released from the army that you joined the devotees? I got out in 1969, June, and I had met the devotees in 1970 uh, at an anti-war rally against the war uh, in uh, Washington, D.C. Oh. That was my first contact with the devotees. And I was, I received a Back to Godhead magazine and some incense and read it. Didn't want to understand anything, but still I read it. <laughs> and I kept it in in my desk drawer for a couple of years. And then two years later, I again revisited it. And that was the time, right around the time I came in contact with the devotees. May I ask, what were you doing in Washington, D.C. at the time? I was protesting the war. <laughs> oh, I see. You, you went with them. Yeah, I became, I became a member of a group called the uh, Vietnam Veterans Against the War. Uh-huh. We were traveling and preaching <laughs> around and giving symposiums, seminars on why the war was wrong and our own personal experiences so, so we uh, we it was an actual organized group of veterans so. Mm -hmm. so you were a preacher before you joined the devotees <laughs> i got some training yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yes go ahead um and then somehow or other, uh, uh, becoming disgusted with material life in general, I went to a place in America called Denver, Colorado. And then there was a place nearby there, about an hour away, another small city which had a university. And that was called uh, Boulder, Colorado. And at that time, Boulder, Colorado was somewhat the mecca of Eastern spiritual ashrams. A lot of yogis and those other saints who came from India established their ashram there. Mm. So that's there was I there was there was Berkeley, California, which is where I was on the West Coast, and then the next stop was Boulder, Colorado. Right, right. <laughs> Boulder was, I mean, nothing compared to Berkeley, but it was more like a condensed version mm. with all these different ashrams. Mm -hmm. And then I, I met the devotees at the temple. When I came to the temple one day on an invitation and everything changed from there. That's how it all began. And the rest is history. Yeah, it's kind of a <laughs> spotted history, but it's a history. Hare <laughs> Krishna. Yeah, I got a lot of mercy. So, Maharaj, you are 
very much known and appreciated for your uh, activity in a very special field of preaching uh, called the prison ministry. Mm-hmm. And you've, um, you've published, I know of two books on the subject. Uh, are there any more than the, the first two or is it the two? Well, we're still compiling information that hopefully will be the next book because we want to update what, what's happening in the general sphere in terms of <clears throat> what's going on in the prisons and uh-huh. how Srila Prabhupada's books are becoming a major factor in changing people's lives. Can, can you... Um... Can you take us, so to say, from the beginning of this activity, uh, uh, how, how things, some highlights, how you've uh, ventured into this? A lot of it is mentioned in the first book, which is mm-hmm. entitled Holy Jail. And uh, <clears throat> there's a little history of how I got involved and also how prison preaching evolved. The original prison preacher in our ISKCON society is his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, mm-hmm. who in 1962 went to Tihar jail, in, I believe in Delhi. Wow. Yes, it's in Delhi. Yeah. And... Uh, they was invited by the head jailer, Mr. Pori, his name was, to give a talk to a group of inmates. Mm-hmm. Prabhupada was so inspired by the response and how attentive they were. And, and Prabhupada saw that this was a, a, a way that we could spread Krishna consciousness to reach these. So Prabhupada was the first. And then, of course, again, in 19... 72, Prabhupada again went to one jail with some of his disciples at the time and again spoke. Uh, uh, from there, you know, things didn't really develop so much in that area anywhere in the world until one devotee, um, God brother Chandrasekhar. Uh, there was a few Chandrasekhars, but this one was uh, one who lived in America. And uh, he got inspired by the whole idea and started writing letters to all the different jails in America, asking if he could uh, send books to the inmates. And if they had anyone that would be interested in corresponding with him. And uh, although the results were meager, something came. And then he started sending Srila Prabhupada's books in to different inmates who showed some kind of interest in Eastern philosophy, although they didn't know anything about Krishna consciousness at the time. And then he started to develop that in a very big way, writing on the average of 20 letters per day. And then... uh, Somehow or other, I, I, while we were in New Vrindavan, 
Um, you know, New Vrindavan has a little bit of a history that is uh, not so much spoken about <laughs> for, for obvious reasons. <laughs> and um, one of the devotees in New Vrindavan wound up in jail in the local jail in Moundsville, West Virginia. And then we started to go to visit him and do programs in the jail. So between corresponding with Chandrasekhar, I, which came later at, through my inspiration of doing jail preaching in Moundsville, West Virginia, um, I wound up getting more and more involved with sending letters and actually arranging for visits to some of these inmates. And I was able to not directly uh, contact all of the ones that I were writing, but a few of the inmates uh, were able to get permission to allow people to come in from the outside and uh, have a meeting with them, more like one-on-one. -on -one. So I started doing that one-on-one -on -one with different inmates, developing relationships with them and then gradually sending in books. And that's how it really expanded in different areas through Srila Prabhupada's books. In some countries, we actually have full sets of Prabhupada's books in libraries in the jails, such as Croatia. Every jail in Croatia has a, has a set of Srila Prabhupada's books that have been translated into local language. Mm. And of course, in America, that's where our biggest uh, clientele is, <laughs> you could say. And they're writing letters, visiting, and also sending in Srila Prabhupada's books. And um, many of the inmates who, who are coming in contact with Krishna consciousness their whole life, and whole values are changing. And that's illustrated nicely in the second book that I uh, published called Forbidden Voices, which is a complete focus on the inmates and their realizations. Yeah, yeah that's the book, Forbidden Voices. <laughs> that's a jail cell there behind the bottom. <laughs> and that's uh, Radha Manohar from, I believe, from... Uh, Montreal. <clears throat> so, can you tell us something about uh, some particular inmates' memorable cases, so to say? Um, I can do one in an indirect way. I have some also my own personal experiences, but this one that was done through another devotee is quite phenomenal, amazing. And this happened in uh, one country where we're not allowed to preach. It's a country that's off limits, even for Krishna consciousness in general. Fortunately, one of our devotees was able to get a position in the jail as a Hindu chaplain. Huh. And based on that position, he was able to hold classes there. At one 
at one point, after being there for some time, he requested the local administration that, that they had any inmates who were of the Hindu na nationality. And they said, yes, actually we have one who is, um, he's actually sentenced to death row in a few months. So we'll request him and see if he'd like to come to your meeting. And they did, and he started coming. We were teaching Bhagavad Gita. And uh, his attitude was at the beginning quite, uh, what we say, uh, negative, in the sense that um, he was holding a grudge against everyone, blaming everyone for his situation, uh, claiming that he was actually, you know, uh, not really guilty, although he was involved in the crime and he's being punished unfairly. But after coming to our meetings and listening to the Bhagavad Gita lectures, and then we had some programs where the inmates would learn verses, he started becoming more of an avid reader of Gita, so much so that aside from the classes, he was regularly reading the Gita. And then his whole attitude kind of changed after that, which was phenomenal. He started to admit that actually crime was his fault. And then uh, he was apologizing for whatever he did. And he was feeling very remorseful for his previous crimes. And at the same time, he was becoming happy that he actually came in contact with Krishna consciousness and he felt that this is what he was looking for in life. So after some time, it was, uh, it came to that time where he was uh, about to be executed. Mm. And so he had requested the jailers that uh, when you take me for execution, I would like to carry the Bhagavad Gita with me. <laughs> so they didn't have any problem with that. And of course, as it was described later by the jailers to the to the to our chaplain, that we were they were shocked. Nobody willingly goes to their execution. But he was walking along, and as he was walking along, he was passing the cells of other inmates, waving goodbye to them and saying that he was going to be a devotee of Krishna in his next life. Hmm. And uh, there was no resistance on his part. He just went voluntarily to his execution. Wow. And that was the first time, at least from the jailers' experience, that they had, that that, that ever happened. Hmm. So this is, the Bhagavad Gita just transformed him completely. And, uh, <laughs> made him into a devotee. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it was... That's that's a really amazing story. Um, that was you said indirect. Um, someone else, I think, was uh, involved in that. Yeah, the the chaplain actually, the devotee who was a chaplain, he wrote me the whole thing in an um, article, explaining everything. 
Mm-hmm. And I was, I was told not to tell where it happened because if they find out that he is Hare Krishna in that country, then yeah. he will immediately lose his job and then he'll be thrown out of the country too. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and is there some episode from your own experience you could share? Um, my own experience mostly is just how receptive <clears throat> many of the inmates have been every time we go into the jails and perform some kirtan and do a little Prabhachan discuss how very open they are to hear. Of course, sometimes we find there's a few challengers who want to to learn more and challenge you in your philosophy. But that's that's expected. But generally, uh, how open they are to Krishna consciousness. And many of them take up the chanting. I remember um, one time I went into one jail and there was one I can tell you a nice story that happened actually actually last October. It's an interesting story. Um, there's one uh, group of inmates in one jail called Saint called Petersburg, Virginia. And there's one young man there. Uh, he's he received initiation while he was in jail. And uh, he's so enthusiastic and he's always rallying the other inmates. <laughs> so he's so enthusiastic in his practice and also quite strong personality that he was able to arrange for deities in the jail. <laughs> so when I came, he, got, he had deities of Gornitai. <laughs> Deities of Radha and Krishna, <laughs> big, a big deity of Ganesh, a deity of Nishringadev. <laughs> he, he's got pictures of Tulsi everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, his enthusiasm is just like amazing. He was a formerly a, uh, a, what was it, a Mormon. And then while he was in the Mormon church, something happened and caused him to be put in jail. He did something. I usually never ask the inmates what is their crime unless they want to voluntarily speak about it. I feel like it's I'm imposing by speaking like that or maybe even embarrassing them. So mm-hmm. he never told me what he did, but he's... Amazing that um, when I came last October, I had gotten an arrangement through the jail to come and give a class to the to the inmates there who were holding regular Bhagavad Gita classes at a certain time once a week. And so, um, I, in my hurriedness to get to the jail. And I was staying at someone's house at the time, so they had taken me to the jail and dropped me off. I forgot my ID. I had no ID. 
And you just don't get into jails without identification. They have to check the records and make sure you're scheduled and then see your ID and make sure you're the person that matches up with the schedule. So when I got there, I realized I'm in trouble. <laughs> and I couldn't reach my hosts where I was staying. They were at work. And uh, so I was thinking what to do. <laughs> so uh, at that time, the person in charge at the desk said, well, the, the head chaplain, he wants to meet you and escort you into the, into the program today. So he, he said, wait here. So I waited and finally this very friendly the man came in, his name was, I forgot his name, Chapman, can't remember his name. He was a black body man, very friendly, very open. And uh, he welcomed me in. He liked the fact that the Hare Krishnas were in, in the jail and they were having programs. So then we talked. And then he walked me through the security without checking my ID. Hmm. And I'm thinking, well, this is amazing. No, nobody asked me for my ID and I'm inside already. <laughs> so now I'm sitting there and he said, I'll be right back. And then I started to pray to Krishna. And my dear Krishna, thank you for getting me in. Now I have to pray more just in case something else happens. <laughs> <laughs> I started to pray more. So then he comes back and says, oh, yes, uh, we need your identification. <laughs> <laughs> and I acted like, well, really? <laughs> I was supposed to bring it? <laughs> I actually acted like I was like, I didn't know, you know. He said, oh, this is not good. But since we had developed a friendship, he said, I'll be right back. And so he was gone for about 20 minutes, and I was really chanting some really good rounds, <laughs> sitting there waiting. Uh, and then he came back, and he said, this is amazing, you know? He said, the warden never comes in. I can never find him in his office. Today, he just happened to be in his office. I presented the situation, and he gave approval. <laughs> So they approved me to, to go in. And then when I went in, of course, I was a little late for the program because of all this paperwork that we had to do prior. Uh, the inmates, each one of them, there was about nine of them waiting, and they all came up to me and offered full obeisances. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, what is this? This is amazing. And then, of course, I could understand that devotee who was leading the group, this was his uh, preaching. He was, so he was training them up, huh? <laughs> oh, he was really training them up. And then, of course, I got in, and then I gave a lecture. We had a kirtan. They had their instruments. They had some guitars. and They also had one verdunga. So it was oh. guitar, but, guitar, verdunga, kirtan. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, at the end, we took some photos, and everybody was, was pleased. And on my way out, I met my friend again, the chaplain. He asked me how everything went. I said, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so that was quite, quite amazing to be able to get into a jail without, a, without an ID. 
<laughs> that was that was that was direct divine intervention. <laughs> Maharaj, are there are there any um, any devotees who became devotees through this program in prison, and then uh, they've been uh, let out of prison? They've completed their term, and now they are regular devotees? Hmm. Um, there are some that have, that have received, that, you know, have, received, have gotten out that are on parole. But it's always difficult for them to actually visit temples. Aside from the restrictions now, even before then, uh, Many of them, when they get out, they have to parole. And parole means they can't leave the area that they're in. Yeah. So sometimes there's no temple there. And we always have a little difficulty allowing for inmates to come into temples. The, usually the temple authorities, ex-inmates, they're a little bit uh, cautious of such persons, they should, I mean, they should be a little bit more open, but I guess from, like, through experience, they're, they, they're afraid that, you know, that some of these, because they're still a little bit rough around the edges when they get out. <laughs> it's just the nature of being in jail. <clears throat> yeah. Um, maybe we should ask now if anyone present here has a question for you um could be on this subject oh here's a question from ratnavali okay. asking uh what did in what inspired you or motivated you to preach in jail um well actually the motivation was largely due to the uh, inspiration I got from Chandra Shekhar. Uh -huh. He was his enthusiasm to reach the inmates and to help them. Uh, he became quite intimate with a lot of the inmates and actually made them personal friends. And, uh, so his just his his concern for this this population. Mm. Uh, it was very inspiring, and I thought, nice, it's a nice way to preach. And uh, somehow I, I, I was attracted to the whole idea. Uh, and of course, we were sending books in, writing letters, and uh, also later on, we developed a whole program of sending tests, Shastric tests, to those who were practicing regularly. Hmm. so they could learn more about Krishna consciousness. Mm -hmm. There's one young man who I visited about four years ago. He is out now. So he lives in West Virginia, and you know, he's practicing Krishna consciousness at home. He's been to New Vrindavan a few times for a visit. But basically, he, he doesn't associate so much with devotees, but he chants and he reads Prabhupada's books. He was very much inspired in Krishna, his own Krishna consciousness by Radhanaswami's book, The Journey Home. 
that was something he not only read, but reread and felt that this is something very wonderful to hear about the life, how a person becomes spiritually, uh, you know, connected through a life's journey. He was really, really, really attracted to, to Maharaj's book. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. there's, a, there's a question from Kaveri. Um, if you could please say something about the initiation of the person in prison that you mentioned. Um, let's see. Well, Bhakti Mark Swami <clears throat> gave initiation to one man, but well, that's also uh, illustrated nicely with stories and pictures in our book, Holy Jail. Mm. And uh, he went into the jail and gave initiation to one young man, and they gave him the name Arjuna Acharya, I think his name was. Huh. <laughs> uh, Oh, uh, well, he came. He came in with the Bhagavad Gita, and they met personally. He told him, Maharaj told him, put your hand on the Bhagavad Gita and repeat after me. And then he said some mantras, and, and that was the initiation. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing very formal. Uh, and then, uh, let's see. There was something. Another person. Um, yeah, I believe um, oh, Vaisheshika Prabhu also. Vaisheshika has initiated one young man in jail who was a gang member in Los Angeles. Mm. Very heavy-duty character, but now completely changed. And he received the name Balavan Nittai. And uh, I'm in correspondent with, with Balaban Mutai regularly, and he's, a, uh-huh. he's quite an interesting personality. <laughs> he loves to read Chaitanya Charitamrita and preach to his fellow inmates. <laughs> he's, a, he's a person who was involved with many murders when he was a gang member. Mm. So his sentence is life in, in prison. He's without parole. Oh. And uh, he told me an interesting story, how Krishna consciousness changed him. Um, When he was in the prison, he was out walking in the area where they go for exercises and calisthenics and running and everything. So it's kind of an open thing where the inmates can associate with each other. So when an inmate came up to him and asked him, and his name was his name was Ben Beck, Ben Baker. He said, "Are you Ben Baker?" And uh, he said, "Yes." He said, "Well, you killed my best friend." And then he attacked him <laughs> immediately. And so there was a scuffle, but Ben. I mean, as he describes it, says, all I did was hold the man down until the guards came. 
And uh, then they took him away. He said, normally, if I'm attacked like that, you know, I would have probably killed him. <laughs> but somehow Lord, Lord Nityananda <laughs> has <laughs> shown his mercy to me. <laughs> so he was, he was actually a little surprised how he didn't try to fight back, but just restrain the man until the guards came. <laughs> so he's, become, he's becoming gentle. <laughs> um, there are more questions here. Let's see. You have quite a large group here. Yeah, we have uh, enthusiastic. Every Saturday we're doing this. We call it Saturday Sangha. And uh, we've been every Saturday since, uh, what, since April, I think. And, uh, yeah, it started out, I was in India. I was, I was uh, at this farm in northern Maharashtra uh, in lockdown situation. It's uh, Talasari. It's the farm of Iskan Juhu, oh. which is about uh, 45 minutes from Govardhan Eco Village. I heard about that. It's a very nice farm, but it's, it's a very different kind of a setup from Govardhan. Govardhan Eco Village is kind of like Beverly Hills, you know. <laughs> and... and and this Talasari farm is more like, mm, I don't know. New York uh, Bowery? <laughs> well, hard to, I don't know, but certainly not like Govardhan Eco Village. Anyway, uh, so I was there for 10 weeks and then I managed to get a flight to, uh, to Frankfurt. And then I've come here to Poland. And you've been in um, in Slovenia all these months, I think. I started off in uh, in the Croatian temple mm -hmm. back in the middle of March. I also have a place, a little house in yeah. Zagreb. So uh -huh. I spent about a week in Zagreb before, and then I came to the temple because <clears throat> the devotees asked me if I could come in be part of the temple at the time just where there was just a handful of uh, brahmacharis there and one grihasta couple so i stayed there giving classes and also giving online classes also from mm -hmm. um, april throughout the whole month of may the beginning of june i moved out of the temple and to back to my place in zagreb and then I was offered a place here in uh, Slovenia, right near the temple, uh, which was more to suit my needs. Uh, it's an apartment, has three rooms, <coughs> two rooms and a, and a little kitchenette. <coughs> so I thought, okay, and I'd like to be near the devotees. Ananta is here, and Prahladananda Maharaj has been here since since March. So I came. 
and that was in the end of June. And I've been here ever since. Mm. Um, there's a question here. Hey, Mangi Gopi is asking uh, if you have any comments on COVID-19 uh, because of your personal or related to your personal experience. Any reflections? Um, take a lot of vitamins. Eh? <laughs> so, take take a lot of ginger. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Um, avoid avoid sugar completely. Mm -hmm. White sugar, and the milk products are also can also aspirate. What we say exasperate or uh, what's the word? Uh, increase the field of COVID. So keep minim minimal with milk products. Mm -hmm. Some some doctors recommend no milk products at all. Um, a lot of chanting. Mm. I was able to increase my rounds to 32 rounds a day. So, and I find that that something that is really satisfying now. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. And what's very important from the health point of view is getting exercise. If the weather allows, I'm trying to find some some time where you can get out and walk around. That, I think, has helped me get over my uh, disease a lot, just being out and walking. Mm. It's the lungs moving, seems to expel all the contaminations in the chest. Go for a good walk. Mm-hmm. And we hear that vitamin D is very important and also zinc. I'm taking those also, mm -hmm. along with selenium. Oh, ah, yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. Eating's trying to eat quite simple. Nothing, nothing fancy. Kitri, soup, teas some fruit like that. Any, any thoughts about um, the bigger picture of uh, how this pandemic may be a phenomenon uh, that is arising due to the progress of the age of Kali or anything of that sort? Hmm. Well, I do have my opinions, which are a little bit on the political side, <laughs> <laughs> which I think that the pandemic is not as full-blown as it's being described. <clears throat> and it, COVID is there, but there are also other viruses that are also being thrown into the, the COVID category. <laughs> In other mm -hmm. words, if you have a virus, you have COVID. 
So, and that's questionable in my case too, whether I actually got it or not, but I did have a virus. I'm not sure if I had the actual coronavirus or not. Mm. Um, of course, uh, I, uh, it's interesting. I started to read your book on cow care. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I came across that statistic you footnoted where the, the countries that are most involved with slaughterhouses, slaughterhouse activities, mm -hmm. such as China, US, India, Brazil, also seems to be the countries that have the most infections of coronavirus. Mm. So I, 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 it's obvious listening to Srila Prabhupada's statements, and there's a beautiful verse, well, in the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam in the 15th chapter, verse number 24, where Prabhupada in the purport very directly relates uh, war and pestilence to mm. the animal killing and sinful activities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's also a question here on going back to your um, Vietnam days. <laughs> Chitrakarani wants to know what happened to that helicopter. <laughs> I have pictures of it. <laughs> <Acha. laughs> it's, it's all twisted and smashed. And, was, uh, it sh was it shot at and therefore it came down? No. It, because it was a uh, just engine failure yeah we we picked up a huge load hanging out the bottom of the helicopter on these big gigantic straps and we got up about 200 or more feet and both engines went out simultaneously wow. and we went, went straight down wow A big chunk of metal. <laughs> and that's when I called out, oh, God, save me. <laughs> Did everyone else survive? Uh, everyone survived. There was five of us on the, on the aircraft. But the pilots got broken arms and broken legs. They wow. were pretty well battered up. But they survived, and then there was two other persons besides myself. We came out a lot. Well, the only injury I had is I smashed my elbow against something, and uh, it caused some bone chips mm. into the into the skin. That later healed itself through the course of time. So but Krishna, Krishna was very kind. <laughs> Yeah, you. Mm -hmm. save me, save me, so I can get the get your association. So you could live to tell us the tale, so we can have your association. Thank you. Well, thank you, Maharaj, for for visiting us and uh, taking all your time to be with us. I know it's been 
it's been enlivening for me and I'm sure for all the all the devotees as well. And uh, sometime perhaps in the future we will pester you again. <laughs> <laughs> please, please pester with a capital P. Maybe I will end uh, today's session, and you're welcome to stay. We're just another five minutes with um, with a poem by our godbrother, Kalakanta Prabhu. Um, Maharaj, you may or may not know of this little book that he compiled. Yeah, I think it is. It's called All That Lies Between, A Disciple's Appreciation of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Uh, and so the he, he, as you know, I'm sure, he writes these very sweet, uh, this sweet poetry based on Shastra uh, that's always with rhythm, uh, and uh, and rhyme, and so this is praising Srila Prabhupada. And what he does is, with each poem, he then gives notes of explanation for those who are not familiar. So I'll re I'll read. Let's see some of this. Maybe not all. This poem is called "All That Lies Between." Yes, that's the title of the poem. So he says, and he's addressing Srila Prabhupada, You could have stayed in Vraja Dham, where chanting is most sweet, or moved to holy Navadvip in spiritual retreat. Your godbrothers had temples there, with room enough for you to sit and speak on holidays to a visitor or two. You could have said, it's Krishna's will, my visa was denied, I may have failed, but now I know at least, that I have tried. Your patrons said you'd die abroad. Your godbrothers just scoffed. You could have said, Who'll meet the boat and guide me safely off? You could have had one look at us and asked, What have I done? Then caught the next boat back to home, unblamed by anyone. The Westerners, you could have said, can go to hell and stay. Who would have disagreed with you? We were well on our way. Instead, you laid your final years like flowers at Krishna's feet. 
Siddhanta's smile, your hidden guide, Takur's vision in reach. Producing 80 volumes as you guided us along, you showed us how to cook prasad and teach Lord Krishna's song. And as we teach, the boys and girls from every land on earth come forth to serve you, Prabhupada, renewed in second birth. That's, uh, that's the first part of the song, of the, of the poem. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's seven more verses. Shall I read them? Okay. So that first part is addressed to Srila Prabhupada, and now uh, Kalakanta is speaking of himself. He says, I could have been a PhD had I but stayed in school, piled up, piled up a couple million, built a fancy house and pool. I could have written novels, legislated laws and rules, or been a famous music star. I could have been just cool. Instead, I laid my youthful years like flowers at your feet. Malpora's caused my interest and samosas my defeat. My dad said, son, you're brainwashed. My friend said, you're a fool. My blunders as a Vaishnava were many, triumphs few. Reflecting on my bygone youth as one my age is prone, I wouldn't trade your glance for gold, your, your words for precious stones. This morning on the Japa Trail, the northern star shone down. So fixed and true, it seemed like you, with devas dancing round. Then dawn concealed that starry stage and lit a wintry scene of all I am and all you are and all that lies between. <laughs> all that lies between. So, yeah, so thank you again, Maharaj, for joining us and Thanks to all of you for joining us. And I will say a request uh, for prayers. We do have, um, we have devotees whose, um, whose health conditions are much challenged. There's 
I haven't heard latest news, but Yashomati Nandana Prabhu, uh, our godbrother, uh, was uh, a few days ago reported in emergency uh, in, in, uh, intensive care unit uh, with COVID in Ahmedabad. Yes. Uh, we have Ananda Kishori Devi Dasi in Oxford, a um, very special uh, devotee and wonderful family. She is um, facing uh, the end of her presence in this world uh, with cancer. S Oxford. Yeah, yeah. I just received a picture of her and uh, a request for prayer. Yeah. Yes. She is such a sweetheart. Yes. Yeah. That was a shock. Yeah. Anandi Kishori Devi Dasi. Yeah. I have a And then. And then also we have um, one of the earliest disciples of mine, Yoga Maya, is in Boston. Prayers for her. She is in treatment for cancer. Uh, and she is, has been <clears throat> greatly determined, despite her condition, uh, to cook for the deities and the devotees in the Boston temple despite herself not being able to eat what she cooks. I just got that report. We have Sunandana Das in Split, uh, has been also um, diagnosed with cancer, uh, and we're praying for him. And I believe now uh, he's, he's, I think, with us now, and I hope he is uh, recovered from a condition. Sundar Gopal, are you there still? Sundar Gopal and uh, Tarani Saki I saw some time ago. In any case, our best wishes and prayers for Sundar Gopal. So, yes, you're there. Me? Yeah. Yes, I'm here. I'm better. Thank you for everything. <laughs> Are you back home now? Yeah, I'm now home for uh, two weeks. Uh huh. But I should stay longer inside. But I was really progressing quickly, so they left me from rehabilitation. It should last for three months, but I came out in three weeks, so now I'm doing <laughs> rehabilitation from home. Okay, very good. <laughs> so all best wishes from all of us for your full recovery. Thank you. Okay, thank you all. Uh, we will see you next week. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnava Rinda ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Krishna Seti Maharaj ki jai. Chandramali Swami Maharaj ki jai. My basis is and best wishes to all the Vaishnavas.
Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.